At the beginning of the job interview process, you're just a piece of paper. Another resume submitted for the gig. You get piled up with the other papers and before you even know it, you've been placed into one of two piles, the no's or the yeses. This is the show all about getting you into the yes pile. Welcome to season two of the Yes Pile podcast. This is the show dedicated to helping you grow, stretch, and prepare to land where else in the Yes Pile of candidates for your dream job. I'm your host, Tessa Wolf. I'm an expert in career growth and goal setting, having coached hundreds of people across my career in corporate America and now as a professional career coach. My goal for the show is season two is to share stories of amazing people in inspiring professions, to learn all about how they got to where they are today and the things they learned along the way, and to teach you that the path to what you think success looks like isn't always a straight line, and that's more than okay. Friends, welcome back to season two of the Yes Pile podcast. It has been a minute. (laughs) This is our first episode back since September, I think. So it's like the school year started and now at spring break, I've decided to show up for class or something like that. Well, if it's any consolation, I missed you. I missed all of you. I really have. You know, the break between seasons was longer than planned. Absolutely. But that's okay because sometimes in life, We need to allow ourselves to do just that. Take a break. And honestly, so much has happened since we left off at the end of season one. So today, I want to give you all a little update on me, share the top three things I've learned since we last spoke, and give you a preview of what's to come in season two. So let's dive in. First, I want to share a little bit about my evolution uh, in my own career over the past six months. You know, late last summer, I was lucky, and I mean truly lucky enough, to be hired full-time as an in-house career coach and culture cultivator at a really awesome advertising agency. Yep, I went back to the world I came from, but with new expertise and in a new practice. I am now serving creators and account leaders with support and guidance in helping them grow and succeed in their careers, and I'm working with the agency to architect new resources, new practices, and new ways of working that are all aimed to increase employee engagement, tenure, and experience, which to me is an incredible opportunity. It's the perfect marriage of what I know and the world I came from and what I'm passionate about today. So You know, when this opportunity came up, I made that big transition from exclusively working for myself and cultivating my own practice to going back to work in a much more traditional format, a more traditional format that was and is still operating remotely thanks to COVID. So there are, of course, inherent nuances to quote unquote traditional nine to five, but it is a nine to five nonetheless. And I think You can all imagine, this was not an easy decision for me to make. I invested a lot of my time, energy, and resources in cultivating an independent practice. Coaching and consulting individuals and teams, 
providing classes and workshops, and hosting this podcast took me years to build and cultivate. So I needed to sit down and do the math. I needed to really take my own advice and create a matrix. Yes, I did it. I made a matrix of what I know I'm good at, what I know I love, and what I know no longer serves me in my career. And when I did that, when I laid it all out and I did the homework, I knew that this corporate gig was an opportunity for me to grow yet again. And I truthfully had nothing to lose and everything to gain by making this leap. So I did. I really sat with it. And frankly, I wrestled with it. And I encourage you all to do the same when you're faced with a big life or career decision to make. And you know, candidly, the biggest piece I wrestled with was I was really fearful that taking on this new role would mean giving up coaching. That it would mean giving up workshops and one-on-one trainings and growing my own practice. And to be clear, the company I went to work for did not at any point ask me to give those things up. In fact, they were wholly supportive of me continuing to coach, serve, and work with individuals on their career journeys. And that all sounded really good to me. But I knew, or maybe I was fearful, that despite their support, I would need to make some concessions and some changes because one of the things I do know about myself is while I want to do it all, I cannot do it all at once. At least not well. And not with full share of heart and of mind. You know, who else identifies with that, right? Who here is a perpetual planner and hand raiser? Man, if I could... I would literally do all of the things all of the time. I always say yes, but it's not really coming from a place of wanting to please people. I constantly say yes and take things on because I want to do all the cool shit. I just do. I want to do it all. But as I entered into this new season of life and career, I was okay reconciling the fact that doing it all at once was just not realistic. I wouldn't do all of the things well, and I wouldn't be able to prioritize at that level of overload. And I just didn't want to put myself in the situation, the situation of under-delivery and overwhelm. So I opted out. I opted out of things I was able to identify as possible. Those things that if I put them on pause wouldn't go away. They wouldn't disintegrate into thin air. These were things that if I went back to them at a later date and gave them some TLC, a little food, a little natural light, and some loving pep talks, they would grow once again. And honestly, this was a little bit of a new way of thinking for me. I tend in my own life to be a bit black and white. I'm all in or I'm all out. And I historically don't know how to operate in the in-between, but I'm learning. And this was a huge moment in that learning for me. This is progress. I'm learning to be okay pressing pause on things I love, but things that can wait. And it was really interesting in that journey because in doing this, in allowing myself to press pause on a couple of things I loved, I was actually able to really lean in and embrace this new job with a brand new team and a totally new set of responsibilities. 
This wasn't a pivot for me per se, but it was a new career and a new experience. And that took time and patience with myself (laughs) to learn, to try new things, to master tasks, and to push forward. And pressing pause also gave me permission to really reset my own way of thinking and working in coaching. See, when I took this nine to five, I actually did not stop taking independent clients on, but I was very intentional about who I worked with, aiming to serve those I could really support and help in big, visible, and meaningful ways. Because I had to pick and choose my time and how I spent it. I wanted to invest in clients that needed specific help that I knew I could give. I also transitioned a few workshops into small group courses. So I didn't have to give away or give up that element of teaching that I loved. I just had to change and modify the way I did it. Another thing I did was I pressed pause on doing one-on-one resumes. I was still doing a ton of resume work because it's so easy for me and I know it's so hard for many. So instead of giving that up, I pressed pause on doing one-on-one resume sessions and I released my resume best practices into templates and tools that empowered people to craft their own job hunting toolkit, which was pretty cool. Pretty cool. So what I did when I pressed pause is I found new ways to do more, but by actually doing less, which felt then and still feels all a bit magical. I'm not exactly sure how it worked out, but it did. It did because maybe I gave myself permission to think about things differently. And on this podcast, I pressed pause on that hustle to record and go and write and just go, go, go. And what I did was I spent time talking with you and others about what we collectively are craving, what we want to hear, what we want to talk about, what we want to learn in this next phase of our career journey. And through that, The idea for season two was born. Sharing stories of people who have landed in fascinating careers and exploring how they got there. Learning from their lessons and their victories and honestly, their mistakes along the way. And thinking about how their stories can affect our own. And I have been talking with a lot of awesome people. People I know, people I admire and appreciate. And I cannot wait to share those conversations with you this season. The other thing I love about the season's format is it is real. It's raw. It's a little more unpolished, less produced, and more human. You will hear our Zoom glitches during these interviews. You will hear our dogs barking, our kids crying, all of the things that are real life. And honestly, that was another lesson for me over these past six months. You don't need to cut out the real life. You don't need to perfect what's already perfectly imperfect. You don't need to overthink every inconsequential detail. You don't need to second guess yourself and what you know and what you believe. And frankly, you don't need to get in your own way on a quest for perfection. Because in the end, and this is my theme for 2022, done is always better than perfect. If you spend years 
writing and writing only to never let anyone read your words out of a fear that something you said wasn't perfectly conveyed, the world has lost out. Or have you spent months tinkering with a layout and your peers and your clients can't see the difference between one shade of red and the other? Like literally, it's just the smallest detail. Or if you spend a year working on a single guitar part for a song that no one else's ears can hear the reverb on the track, this is obviously said by the wife of a musician, (laughs) then it's time to let it go. There is a point when our perfectionism is our enemy. When there is something that needs to be complete. Something that needs to be freed from your hands. Learn to say, okay, this is done. It's not perfect, but it's done. Perfectionistic behavior is fear-based behavior. So let's all stop being afraid and let it go. Let the work, the art, the idea And the person you are, live as is. Done is better than perfect. Pretty freeing, right? It really is. Consider it a daily affirmation for all the perfectionists out there, myself included. And honestly, I have done a lot of work over the past six months to really embrace that idea. And it's still a work in progress, but I really like it. And I think this season, when we connect with others, and hear the really unique stories that they bring, you'll see that idea of done is better than perfect as a consistent thematic in each of their stories. And when I set out on these interviews, I didn't have that in the back of my mind. I didn't create this narrative on my own. But in reflecting back on the conversations now, I'm realizing that all of their contributions and all of their work, and all of their achievements would never have happened if they held themselves back because they wanted things to be perfect. These are people that are putting in the work. They're practicing. They're grinding. They are perpetual students. They're all incredibly different. But the common thread here is that they're letting their work live. They are taking leaps And in doing that, they're really releasing a lot of fear, right? They're letting go of this idea of what if this isn't perfect? Then honestly, taking those leaps and letting go of that fear, they're making huge impacts in their career. And it's really cool to hear. And I can't wait for you to do just that. Because in the season ahead, we'll be talking to artists, politicians, stand-up comics, Emmy Award winners, internationally acclaimed musicians, Heads of industry, teachers, nonprofit workers, small business owners, and more. So I am really, really excited for you to hear their stories. And honestly, as we dive into season two of this crazy podcast, I just want to close out this welcome episode with a note of thanks. Thank you all for an amazing season one. I mean, my wildest expectations were exceeded. Thank you guys for listening, for following, for sharing back with me. I mean, you guys helped us chart on iTunes, which is incredible for a baby podcast. Unbelievable. 
You guys gave us inspiration and motivation that created lessons in my coaching and episodes of the show. The questions you sent me helped thousands of people learn how to make changes in their career. I am so proud of the YesPal community and I cannot wait to see how season two helps you get one step closer to recognizing what you want out of your work life and then how to go chase it. So episode two will be here next Monday. And in this episode, we'll be talking with my friend and soon to be your friend, small business owner, graphic designer, and stand-up comedian, Jeff Tice. Yes, he's a multi-hyphenate, no pressure. We are actually gonna be spending the bulk of our conversation talking about how to nurture two careers at once, right? How to give yourself the space and time to do it well, or at least laugh your way through trying. You will not wanna miss this. Jeff is a great time. Thanks for tuning back in for a whole new season of the Yes Pile podcast. If today was at all inspiring or helpful for you, please let me know. I'm reading your feedback on Instagram, so follow us along at the Yes Pile podcast or email me directly anytime. Connect at tessawolf.com. And if you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.